Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Okay, and we're live for another episode or i don't even know what our name is on this the one guys is that what it is the one, the one guy show the one guy show i was like, i don't actually know what it's called <laughs> well that's a good start guys the one of the co-hosts doesn't even know what the show is called you know what? we might as well end this episode here we just roll with it we we, we provide the value that's the thing that matters Hope. What was it that for those of you that can hear that I don't sound one hundred percent? I'm not. Someone in their check-in feedback yesterday. What was it they said? They was they said something like, "Have you got a lemon up your a lemon up your nose?" It's some sort of like saying. They were like, "Have you got your lemon up your nose?" I was like, "No." They're like, "It's a saying from where we're from. If you sound bunged up, it sounds like you have got a lemon up your nose." I was like, "I was like, I've I've heard like a potato in your mouth or something." There's another saying that's like that. It's like, "Have you got a potato in your mouth?" I saw something on Instagram the other day of um, like it was it was sayings from like the Americans to the UK, and it was like all the different phrases. It's really really weird seeing some of them. Well, some of them are bonkers. I also think some of our phrases. So me and my, one, my mates always talk about this. Like we're very very random, and we were saying like, wh- where where did the saying like the cats out the bag? Like where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Oh, like what's what's the other one? Um, there's there's a lot of um like TikTok videos and Instagram. You'll see it where you'll have um like an English boyfriend or girlfriend, and then a, a an a, an American boyfriend or girlfriend, and they'll be talking, um, and they'll be like saying like the 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 similarities of it. Like we saw the cats out the bag, and then they'll say like that their equivalent of that from their country. Some of it makes no sense at all. It is bizarre. Uh, the the other one. So I've some one of my clients. I I was telling her that I was basically getting everyone checking early next week because I go to Vegas, and I was saying, "Oh, I'm going to Vegas," and she's like, "Oh, what are you going for?" I was like, "I'm going for a stag do," and she was like, "A what?" I was like, "A stag do." She was like, "What the hell is that?" I was like, "Um." I don't know. Like, and then I looked, I, I like said, I typed in Google, like the stag, it was like a bachelor party. Bachelor. Yeah. I was like a bachelor party. And she was like, Oh, she was like, why do you call it a stag do? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> that's mad, isn't it? I don't know. That, that's it. There's back. I mean, the stag, stag makes sense. Cause that's a, that's a male. De- or oh, I'm good. I'm good. I thought out there and say it's a male deer, but I'm pretty sure it is a male deer. Stag is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't get stags that are female, but, I'm not David Asperger, so I'm not too clear that for name. Right. Anyway, so today's potty without body is about um, we're going to talk about a bit of a dieting journey, and this is all came about because I was actually having a conversation with a client, and they didn't say these exact words like "oh, it's all right for you," like you don't need to diet or anything like that. Or it kind of came about because <clears throat> they. They assumed because they're on a journey of some sort, they needed to be on that journey like 24-7. 
And they thought that, say, for example, they asked me and they said, right, because you're like, let's say you're going to lose weight. They were like, uh, they were like, how do you stay so diligent for the the length of your weight loss period? So like six months, for example. And I, and the response that I gave her, actually, she was like, really? She was like, really shocked. And I was like, I don't diet 24-7 when I'm trying to lose weight. I was like, in actual fact, you know, I'd probably say three out of the four weekends a month, I probably don't diet. I, I don't diet. Like, my calories are way, way, way higher. Um, and I was like, sometimes I even just have moments where, say, for example... I, I'm dieting, I go out on the Saturday, maybe I had too much to drink, I feel rubbish on the Sunday. And then for the next like three days after that, I'm, I'm not writing everything off as such, but I'm not super diligent with my nutrition, I'm not really focused and dialed in, I skip training sessions, but then when I feel better again, I just go straight back into the diet. So <clears throat> I think everyone's got this... Um, I think everyone thinks that if you're a personal trainer, you're a nutritionist, you're a dietitian, like some sort of consultant, you might like you are so so focused to be on that journey 24/7. And I was actually telling this client in in particular, I was like, both Ryan and I, like we go through. If you look at like the whole year, I was like, we'll go through periods where we track our calories. We'll go through periods where we don't track our calories. We'll go through periods where we probably gain a couple of kilos. We'll also go through periods where we lose a couple of kilos. Like we are not perfect. And this podcast isn't about us and saying like, like what we do and stuff. But what I was trying to stress to you is like, it's okay. It's okay to not diet 24 seven. It's okay to not be super diligent 24 seven. It's okay to have periods where maybe you get back from holiday and you don't um, switch straight back to your normal nutrition that you were doing prior to the holiday. But it's okay. It's very, very, very normal. Where I said to her in particular, the difference is, I was like, you having control and you understanding the situation that's happening and you not having control is like is literally like a world apart. So what I mean by that is, say, for example, I get back from holiday and I haven't jumped straight back into the diet but I have the awareness to understand that my calories are higher, which means I have the awareness of my expectations that there's probably going to be a slight weight increase. I have the awareness that I'm not going to be losing X amount this week. However, if I can't sw switch back straight into it, but my mindset is of a place of, oh, screw it, like, what's the point? I'm not dieting. I might as well just eat whatever I want. And then I just start to eat like, in abundance, but I start to eat everything and anything inside, no care whatsoever. That's when it becomes more of an issue because you don't have any control over the situation. Like when I say I have um, phases of, you know, not counting calories, not dieting as such, it's not to say that I'm, uh, I give myself unconditional permission to eat everything and anything I want at any moment of the day. I, because, and this is where it comes down to forming those habits, right? Because I know we've had a uh, conversation about this before, haven't we, Ryan, about um, you. It doesn't matter whether you're losing weight, trying to bulk up, or not actually really caring at all. You still have protein, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because that's a habit that you formed. Like, you now do that religiously. 
Yeah. Like, even now, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm ill. I haven't gone to the gym. I don't think I'm, I haven't been at the house in like four days. I've literally just slept. And I've only been eating like two meals a day. But I've still been like, right, go get my protein in. Protein, yeah. <laughs> but it's not for any reason apart from it's just, it's just that. It's just a habit now that I'm like, right, what can I have that's got protein in it? I just always think that it's part of just like making sure that I'm healthy. It's a lot like people choose veggies it's like it like people are always like oh i have vegetables or i have a salad or fruit because that's healthy it's like really actually protein wants to be added to that bowl of health if that makes sense when you're making a decision about um about like food it's like not just salad and veggies it's like actually protein is something that that i always think about as well when it comes to building something yeah that's that's a good point <laughs> actually weirdly that you say that is because this is one of the other things that i was uh we we end up going on the, the conversation about was um it's 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 exactly like that it's most people associate like vegetables with losing weight but like, it's it's mad it's crazy it's like people think you only eat vegetables if you lose weight when it's like this is where it comes back to again having those health seeking behaviors right we shouldn't be striving to have vegetables and eat nutrient dense foods because we're trying to lose weight we'll be we should be seeking for that for longevity for our own like health like not just like physical but mental health as well like obviously these food um, packed loads of nutrients, antioxidants. It's going to help us. It's going to offset, you know, you being um, ill. Like I can, I think about when I didn't really care about my health at all, and I probably, given the chance, I would have eaten. You know, I probably would have had toast for breakfast, toast for lunch, and toast for dinner, um, which obviously provides me with no nutrients. And I was always, always ill, and. In fact, I actually think, and you might know, you might feel this at the moment, Ryan, is that I, when I go on like holidays or when I go away for a certain period of time, you know, I'm probably not having a bowl of edge. I'm probably the majority of the time when I'm going out um, or I'm somewhere is like, it's just quick on the go food. It's like a toasted sandwich. It's maybe like a burger and chips. It's like those type of things. And I feel myself always like definitely not necessarily like falling ill, but I can feel my body craving like nutrients when I've gone over those periods. And I definitely feel a lot worse. Um, so you want to be striving to have like these veg for, again, like health and longevity. But again, that's one of those habits that you should be seeking. It's like you shouldn't just be looking to have um, veg at a moment of like weight loss. Like you should be looking to have it as a part of a habit. Um, and I think society's part to blame for this because I don't want to talk too much because all I'm doing is sniffing with this girl um, is that society's part to blame for it because what they've done is they've created everything the, these high seat diets and these companies have put these things that you do for the sole purpose of weight loss and when you get there you stop the issue being is that a lot of you have realized that if you do that and then you stop doing what you were doing, the results don't stay around because you have to continue what you were doing in the first place. So this is where ultimately we always look at things such as habits like choosing protein or choosing veggies or going to get steps in, these kind of things. We still see them as things like what we've been taught by society that we just do for the purpose of weight loss. 
Whereas it's like, if women did two things, if one, you stop thinking it takes 12 weeks and you start to think it takes 12 months, you'd be a lot more successful because you'd be a lot less stressed and you'd be a lot less overwhelmed when you do perhaps have a holiday, have a social occasion, go over your calories, maybe skip the gym, whatever it might be. You wouldn't be so pressured to yourself and then eventually quit. The second thing is that seeing that everything you do to lose the weight, actually all these healthy habits a part of your journey that you have to do for the rest of time and really what you want to do is swap swap swill, switch it from a weight loss journey to a health seeking journey because if you flip all this instead of saying that like i'm doing i'm eating more veg to lose weight i'm eating more protein to lose weight i'm getting my steps into to lose weight well losing weight has an end definitive goal right which means that what you're doing has an end definitive goal in your head, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, that eventually when you get to said goal, you're just going to stop. Well, the thing is you can't, and also it's not only that you can't, it's that you don't want to, right? You want to be a health, healthy individual. If you keep the weight, the only way to keep the weight off is by being a healthy individual. So you need to flip this script and realize that like, it's going to take 10 times longer than you think it's going to half a time right? It's going to be a journey. But the second thing is that everything that you do to help, really weight loss should be a byproduct of all the healthy habits and behaviors that you are slowly instilling over time, right? You're going to be doing these things like being aware of the energy and food by tracking calories, right? You track calories is the actual thing, but ultimately you're being aware of food, of energy of food, choosing protein, managing your sleep, managing your steps, getting active, making mindful decisions around food, socializing, understanding that we don't always need to go full hog, we can make decisions. All those habits, you see them as weight loss, but flip it and see them as actually these are habits that I'm going to do for the rest of the time so that I can maintain the body composition that you want ultimately. Otherwise, it's always just going to be this this short fix, if that makes sense. I've kind of gone a bit of tangent there, but yeah, no, I, I literally think that's the number one reason as to why everyone fails. It's because they they think it's going to take two. You think it's going to take a lot less time than it's actually going to take, and you have to be perfect. You don't. It's going to take a lot longer than you think, and there's going to be weeks you don't lose weight, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you've messed up. But then also, people always do habits and things like that, and they've always been used to it doing these restrictive things because they're like, I'm only doing it to lose weight, and it's like actually you don't want to. You don't ever when it comes to weight loss journey. You never want to do something that you're only doing because you're losing weight. I'd argue anything you do just for the sole purpose of weight loss is wrong. The only thing that you're doing for the sole purpose of weight loss is giving your body less energy than it needs. Everything else wants to be something that you're doing because you are now a health-seeking individual and that's what's going to keep your body composition where it's at when you get there. The calorie deficit reduces your body fat and gets you to the body composition. The habits and behaviors in your lifestyle or what keeps you there. If you just focus on just, just simply your food and just eating less, you're never ever going to be successful. That is why, you know, you hear me shout back. That is why saying eat less, move more, or calorie deficit is shit advice because it doesn't get you anywhere. Yes, that's advice how to lose body fat, but you don't just want to lose body fat. You want to be healthy and you want to keep it off. That's where you have to address your habits, behaviors, and look at your lifestyle. If you're drinking every night of the week because it's just what you do, Sorry to say this, but it's not healthy and it's not going to support. Like, I guarantee you now, if you look at people that you you are like, they're a healthy individual, they're a healthy individual, they're a healthy individual, I guarantee they don't drink every night. 
I guarantee they get their steps in, they do these things. So you've got to start to think what habits would a healthy person do and what healthy habits would what habits would a healthy person not do? And then that's where you need to start. It's ultimately looking at the habits that you do that you want to keep, the habits that you don't do that you want to instill, and the habits that you do that you don't want to keep and you need to get rid of. Yeah, 100%. I um, When you actually, when you put it like that and you look at it, like I think if I think about myself and actually some of um, my, my other clients that don't really fluctuate all, like, all year year round, I actually, I did a post year, not yesterday, the day before, about a client where I was saying I did a week one, week 12, and then week 48. And basically what I was saying, I was like, you look at week one to week 12, it's an incredible transformation, like amazing. And then you look at week 48, there's some slight change, but like not massively. And what I was basically saying is a transformation is cool. Like doing a 90 day transformation is great, but what's actually more impressive is being able to sustain that all year round because you've got the tools, the habits and behaviors that you know how to maintain this long term. And I think this is probably why, like for myself, my weight doesn't really, like unless I'm going on like a ridiculous cut for some bizarre reason, my weight doesn't really change like all year round. Like I'll have, I will go through spells where I might lose like a couple of kilos. I might go through where I gain a couple of kilos, but I'm, I, I stay relatively, like I, I stay the same pretty much. And that's not because like I have an amazing metabolism or anything like that. For anyone that, that doesn't know me, like, I was a massively overweight kid, like really, really overweight. I'm one of those people which I, I felt it was impossible for to lose weight. I'm a hard gainer. Um, like my deficit is much, much, much lower than the normal calorie calculator. Like all of these things. I'm not someone that naturally loses weight easily. However, I think about when I can actually maintain it all year round is, is basically exactly like what you, um, you were spe- speaking about there is like, I've managed to just a step, like I don't look at the things that I do as weight loss. I look at the things as like, if I know I'm looking to lose weight, I know I just simply like all my habits stay the same in terms of I still eat protein. I still go to the gym. I still have like three meals. I still go do my steps. If I'm not losing weight, I still do those things. I just eat probably a little bit more. And when I'm looking to lose weight, I just eat a little bit less. But not having that association with doing things for fat loss purposes is probably why, like, subconsciously, I'm able to maintain, like, my my body fat levels pretty much all year round is because, like, nothing really changes dramatically. But I don't feel like, and this is exactly like you were saying, is, like, when someone starts a weight loss journey, the typical person, right, is that they do go and, I mean, we've really gone, like, off board on this podcast, but it's cool. It's it's good, relevant topic. But this is why, um, like when, when I do see people that, um, literally weight fluctuates so, so much. And you know, you might be listening to this and be like, I've also lost 30 pounds, regained it all, lost 30 pounds again, regained it all. This is why you typically see people do this is because of that exact reason. Like Ryan said, is because the actual habits and behaviors, they only associate with weight loss. So it's like they only work out when they're looking to lose weight. They only do their steps when they're looking to lose weight. They're only protein seeking when they're looking to lose weight. 
So it's like, because they've got, essentially got this on-off switch, this is why their fl weight fluctuation is happening all the time, where it doesn't need to be like that at all. Um, and again, it is, it is dieting society that has uh, pretty much taught us that. Um, yeah, and I think the, the, the thing is that you didn't choose to consume in a calorie surplus, right? What led to that? It was your behaviors, your habits, your lifestyle, and your relationship with... And when I say behaviors, it's your behaviors around food, around nutrition. It's everything from your relationship with foods to stress management to trauma in the past that led to using food as an emotional crutch, right? You never directly did it. So actually... A lot of people are like, oh, I just need to eat less. And you're like, well, you don't. You actually need to see as to why you were over-consuming. Like, everyone hears me talk about it, but I'm like, I can't, but I, I'm literally like, I say it over and over again because I'm like, it sometimes needs to just be repeated. It's like, you need to address the causes as to why you were over-consuming. Is it your relationship with food? Is it your lifestyle? Do you drink too much? Do you have too many takeaways? Do you get stressed in the evening and have a gin tonic and a glass of wine? Is it that you pick up food and you're making it with the kids? Is it that you have crisps on the way home or snacks in the car that are quite high calories? Is it also most people, I think, all, all, most people, if you haven't tracked calories, it's because also you lack an energy density education as well. You don't know how many calories in foods. So you don't realize how much you're eating in regards to that. If you do a calorie calculator and you work at your calories and you think this is too high for me to lose weight, it's not. Actually, what it should realize is how many calories you have been eating over a prolonged period of time to get to the situation that you're in now. And I don't say that to shock you. I say that in regards to like, that's because you don't understand calories. That's why. But this is where it's like, don't focus on losing weight. Focus on being healthy. Focus on things that you see in your behaviors, your habits, your lifestyle that could cause you to have overconsumed. Because you didn't overconsume on purpose. It happened because of X, Y, Z. You just need to identify X, Y, Z and, you know, look at your lifestyle and be like, right, where is not healthy and what could I change? Because in and of itself, like for the most part, if you just worked on adding in healthy habits, like daily walks, adding protein to every will, eating more veggies, getting better sleep, managing your stress, journaling, these sorts of things, I literally guarantee you would lose weight probably without tracking a single calorie just by adding more protein, more veggies to every single meal, drinking more water, sleeping better, managing your stress, going out for steps without even really changing too much because things will just change naturally as you have more protein. You're not now going to be hungry between meals. So you're just going to naturally snack less by getting in steps. You're going to move more. You're going to burn more calories by getting better sleep. You're going to find you have less cravings in the afternoon. So you're going to stop having your little binge episodes in the afternoon because you get afternoon cravings. Everything has a sequential knock on effect. So really, instead of just focusing on food, focus less on food, focus more about habits and behaviors, see what it is that you could do to create a healthy lifestyle. And I literally guarantee you'll lose weight just as a byproduct, just by making better choices and changing your, your, your lifestyle to someone who is a healthy individual. I bet you never think we'd heard say that. Yeah. It's, you know what it's like, it really is, isn't it? It is. No, I'd, I'd even go as far as saying for 90 eight, maybe 99% of people, weight loss isn't an issue at all of actually 
calories. It's like everyone has everyone has lost weight. Like everyone has lost weight before in the past. Like everyone knows how to lose weight. Whether you've been successful at keeping it off or not, that's a completely different story. But everyone knows how to lose weight. It's the principle, right? So why are people struggling to achieve their weight loss goals? And more often than not, it is because of habits, behaviors, like these type of things. And how they how they deem dieting. And again, it's not your fault. It really isn't. I can't stress this to you guys enough, but it's not your fault. It's just what society teaches us, right? Like everything you see about losing weight is either extreme exercise. You see, especially like the way social, like social media is great. And I think there's a lot of positive things that are happening with information, but I also think it's incredibly dangerous still as well, because think about beforehand, you only really relied on like adverts, maybe magazines and stuff like that for information. Whereas now we're in a place where you have access to millions and millions and millions of people's information now. Whereas beforehand, like you had to get a publication into an article to be able to say your opinion on weight loss or something. Whereas now literally any Tom, Dick and Harry, that's another saying, Tom, Dick and Harry, where's that come from? Um, any Tom, Dick and Harry can post something and you can believe it. Like you, like, and it's, that's what it is. And what's even more scary is the credibility of what a blue tick does and having followers. If you have followers and a blue tick, it doesn't mean that you are credible. It, it really doesn't. But the scary thing is, like, a lot of people believe that. Now, um, this, this is where it becomes an issue because everything that you see is associated to fat loss. So it's like, do these fat burning exercises, eat, eat low, um, low fat so-and-so to lose weight, eat high fat to lose weight. There's so much low carb, high carb. You'll see everything. It's so confusing on knowing what to do, which is why you have these associations, right? Is that why it, then it comes to do these fat burning exercises? Okay, cool. So I'm only going to do these exercises when I'm looking to burn fat. It's like, eat this food if you're looking to lose weight, which is obviously like a massive hook. But it's like, okay, cool. So I only eat this food when I'm looking to lose weight. And this is where the issue lies in itself. Um, so what you want to be doing, kind of rounding this up, is instead of seeing your journey as this binary process, um, do you want to see it as more as like a continuum? And you want to be thinking about, okay, Instead of thinking about like the foods I should be eating, the exercise that I should be doing, think about your habits and behaviors. What you know, what you have done to make you successful with losing weight is essentially, this is where it's really frustrating, but it's true. Eat less and move more is not helpful whatsoever, but it's the principle of fat loss, essentially. Like that's what the principle is. It's like consume less calories. It's like be in a deficit. If you achieve that deficit, you will lose body fat. But what you want to do really is establish the habits and behaviors that is going to allow you to do that on a consistent basis. Even if you then decide and you go down that route of like, okay, I'm going to take a bit of a diet break for a month or two. Don't stop doing the things that made you successful. Still continue doing your steps. Still continue eating protein. Still continue seeking nutrient-dense foods. But essentially what you can do is just eat a little bit more food. And it's okay to then have a little bit more less nutrient-dense food. But don't completely turn off the switch of the things that made you successful in the first place. 
this uh, this episode has gone down many different rabbit holes. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I don't even know what to call it. Maybe we should just call it the weight loss rabbit spitting out. fat loss. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, cool. Well, let's wrap this episode up, um, and we will have a bit more of a stru- structured episode for you next week. I don't know. You know, I feel like sometimes the ones where it doesn't really have. There's, I listen to this podcast, right? Um, and these, it's a, it's two guys. They basically talk about like marketing. They talk about like sales, marketing, all these things. But they turn up onto the podcast and they don't have any planned episodes or anything that they're going to talk about. But they literally get on it and they start talking and it's just like a natural flow of like a conversation. And then one of them will say, Oh, I've been doing this in this account. And they just start talking about that topic. And then like an hour and a half later, they've like, They've dived into the like Recording Facebook ads or something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, right. Anyway, we um will catch you for another episode next week. And uh, as always, if you're ever interested in one-to-one coaching, make sure you message either Ryan or myself. Both our handles is your handle still the same, Ryan Smith One. So at Ryan Smith one at Hayden Rolf one, um, drop us a DM just saying Academy if you're interested in one-to-one coaching. Um, we have a whole host of trainings as well. So if you ever feel like you're struggling with a particular topic, whether it be emotional eating, stress, cravings, whatever it is, you can always uh, ask us a question and I'm sure we can help you out with some free trainings. Other than that, have an amazing week and um, we'll see you next time. <laughs>